Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Hello, 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 365ers. Welcome to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast. I am your host, radio personality, fitness extraordinaire. I can't believe I just said that about myself, but I'm going to keep my horn a little bit, Jackie Page, along with the one, the only... Britt Daniels, fit life coach, yogi at heart, personal trainer, serial entrepreneur, all the things. You know, black people, we like titles. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I feel like I need to go back and redo mine after you just listed like your whole resume. Thanks yeah. for making me feel like <laughs> less than today, Britt. Now nah, we out here. <laughs> How are you doing today? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Life has been lifing. But you know what? I've been telling people I just move in peace and maintain. <laughs> Okay, I like that a lot. Move in peace and maintain. I think we're all kind of doing that at this point in time. It is October. Mm -hmm. um, Fall is here. The holidays are right around the corner. And it is still Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Last week, um, we had the beautiful and talented Sheila Bell from Richmond, Virginia, um, radio host on Praise 104. Uh, Join us last week and talk about her her journey with breast cancer. Um, And that, wow, her story. Yeah, 365ers, if you missed that episode the testimony that Sheila had, it, it, it was it was volumes of wisdom, to say the least. And so definitely check that episode out. But excited for this one because we're going to bring a little, a slightly different perspective yeah. on breast cancer. And so this is going to be a cool conversation. Um, but before we go to that, <laughs> talking about transitioning into the cold, winter is coming. I think it will do us a service to have our, our, our Dharma talk. Should we, we, should we start it. with a Dharma talk? Yes, we need it. Go ahead. Drop them gems on us. Okay? What's the knowledge? What's the knowledge? So just let y'all know for the first time, 365ers, we do these things called Dharma talks, which are small sermons, just as affirmations to set the mood for the rest of the conversation. And today's Dharma talk is how are you checking in with yourself? Are you are you getting enough rest? Are you are you are you do you feel supported? Are you are you seeking help? Are you getting guidance? Are you prioritizing um, it, it's with this new change in weather? It's important that we check in with ourselves and do what I call self inventory so that we are set up um, for the long term. All right. It's a marathon, not a race. Right. And so um, especially for my brothers out there today, we're going to talk about male breast cancer, actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of us don't like to go to the doctor. We got to have our girls or our sisters or somebody tell us to go. But, bro, That's like we do. OK, <laughs> don't ask for help, man. It's OK to ask for help. It's OK to get some some guidance. 365. It's all about developing the whole in the Jesuit philosophy. I went to a Jesuit college, something called Curious Personalis, which means developing the whole. And so a part of that 
means to become the best part of yourself requires self-awareness. And from that self-awareness, you can apply action, right? And so it's important that we do these things, that we learn where we're lacking and where we can improve. We're all human. We're trying to figure this game out the best we can. So yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Dharma talk, self-check-in. <laughs> I need to do a self-check-in myself because life has been lifing. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I, I love I love that Dharma talk, especially when you talk about men. Like yeah. I think about my little boo and how he doesn't do what he needs to do. I'm the person like, did you go to the doctor? Did mm-hmm. you do this? You need to take this. Um, so, you know, completely agree that guys, fellas, bruh. <laughs> 365ers listening my male three my my guy three six my fe- fellas get it together okay it's giving you we have to stop being ghetto in 2022 we got to reclaim our community you know and it starts <laughs> with the self it starts with the self and you know every time i have these dumber sauce jacket i'm saying i'm saying things i need to hear myself yeah <laughs> check or doing those self check-ins and doing the things that you need to do listen you know i have been very transparent and that's what we're gonna do right here on this black health 365 podcast is be transparent so uh are you i'm checking in on you are you making sure that you're taking care of brent i can get more sleep i ain't gonna hold you i could get more sleep (laughs) 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 yeah that's that's one thing for sure and i can't take my butt to the doctor more as well. <laughs> so I'm glad to have this conversation. I'm glad to have this conversation. I think we could all do. So yeah, today's conversation is a part to um, to the series of breast cancer. Like Britt said, we kind of wanted to just flip the, no, I don't want to say flip the narrative, but flip the perspective. Um, very often when we hear about breast cancer, we only hear it in terms of women, but men are dealing with breast cancer as well. And a lot of black men mm. are dealing with it. I mean, Matthew Knowles is somebody that's what last year or maybe the year before uh, came out and said that he had been diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Uh, Richard Roundtree is somebody who said that, you know, he's been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, Montel Williams at one point in time thought that he had been diagnosed with breast cancer. I mean, it's something that's hitting the black community and it's hitting the black community hard. So we need to address it and talk about it. I think it's really important. Um, and I like how you said it's not shifting the narrative, but it's, it's talking about the other side of the whole of the black mm-hmm. community. You know, you know, two percent of breast cancer cases in America affect men. You know, but that's still a large number. Yeah. The thing is, 76 percent black men are more likely to die from breast cancer than white men. So let's talk about those, those disproportions and stats. Right. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Here are some causes. Genetics radiation, hormone imbalance, smoking, alcohol use, obesity. And, you know, a lot of times our community, unfortunately, has lack of access to care, which only exacerbates a lot of these issues. And so I'm really interested to get a more detailed look at what's going on here. So. Yeah, and that's exactly what we are going to do. I am excited to um, have Dr. Katarina Siopoli, the MD, FACS, Fellowship-Trained Breast Surgeon, Director, Comprehensive Breast Program at UM Capital Region Health, joining us today to talk about male breast cancer because, as Britt said, it is happening in the Black community with our Black brothers. 
and we're not surviving it. And this is something, again, talking about bringing our community back and taking it back. We got to talk about, especially in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So Dr. Siafoli, how are you doing today? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Um, and I have to say, I was very pleasantly surprised uh, to be asked to talk about male breast cancer, because that's a, a little bit of a neglected issue for sure. Uh, and I'm really, really pleased uh, to include that, be more inclusive in our Breast Cancer Awareness Month and get, um, get all the male population on here and give them some good tips and advice. And we are so happy to have you. Um, and thank you for being able to pivot and talk about male breast cancer. Because again, like you said, it's one of those things that doesn't really get addressed. Um, so to actually, you know, say like, hey, I'm going to talk about this and really give some great information. Like we are so thankful for that. I know the 365ers are thankful for it. So um, thank you for joining. Um, so let's Definitely. go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this conversation um, about male breast cancer. Um, this may be a pretty generic question, but I think it's something that let's go ahead and ask it. What exactly is breast cancer? Like, what is it? Can I ask something too before that? Honestly, yeah. if it's fair, what is cancer? that's a very complicated answer but, <laughs> okay. bas but basically i'll give you a, a kind of a very short and generic answer um you know our bodies are uh, made up of a lot of cells and there's a lot of mechanisms to give signals to these cells how long they're going to live and when they're supposed to die so the, you know we we kind of have this regeneration of the cells um, some cells are stubborn. They, they don't heed to those messages. So they, they kind of want to stay alive more than they're supposed to and um, kind of grow and develop into these cancerous masses. Uh, and they just escape the control of the body. So that's how a lot of cancers, of course, it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, but it's uh, uh, basically some, some cells that become abnormal and the body cannot control anymore and start to grow and uh, move into different organs sometimes um, without the, the body being able to stop them. I'm assuming we just got the answer to what cancer is. Is that the same as breast cancer? What exactly breast cancer is? Yeah, very similar to that. Only that happens, uh, of course, in the breast cells, uh, the lining of the milk ducts, uh, the lining of the lobules. Uh, that is kind of the main components of the breast. Um, kind of think about it. I know we're talking about male breast cancer, uh, but think about, we always think of the breast as um, an organ used for breastfeeding. Of course, not in men, but in women. So the, the main components of the breast are milk-producing tissue, and that's uh, where most of the, uh, the cancers in the breast come from. In men, there is breast tissue. Uh, it's not as developed as in women, of course, uh, but the components are still there, but they're more, they're less developed, they're more inactive, but it's there. So something like cancer in the breast can happen in men as well. You know what a booster shot can be like? Charging a cell phone. Just like a cell phone charger helps restore your battery, a booster is given after a primary series vaccination to enhance or restore protection against COVID-19, which wanes over time. Boosters are recommended for people five years and older. Schedule a booster appointment as soon as eligible. You can even make the appointment on your phone, as long as it's charged. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 
you know, I think there's a lot of myths about cancer and, you know, doing some research, a lot of myths about breast cancer as well. I just want to say a couple of them. Um, do you have to fill a lump for cancer genes to be there, for cancer to be present? Like, how, how is cancer detectable? How, did, how early can you detect it? Yeah, you know, when we're talking about men, uh, usually breast cancer presents as a lump. Uh, you know, men don't do screening mammograms like women do because the tissue, again, is not developed enough for us to check it consistently. Um, so, and usually any breast tissue will be right under the nipple. So most of the times, breast cancer in men presents like a hard lump. Uh, and again, most of the times it will be under the nipple. Uh, most of them don't hurt. Uh, it's just something that for some reason your hand goes there. Sometimes women are useful in helping men feel something uh, there. Um, but a lot of the times as you're showering or some, for some reason the hand goes there and you feel something that wasn't there before. Ah, okay, that's interesting. What would you say to someone that would tell you that, oh, I, I eat healthy, I don't have to worry about cancer? Or another one, I don't have anyone in my family who has a history of cancer. I don't have to worry about that. What would you say mm -hmm. to someone like that? Oh, I wish that was the case. Um, a lot of cancers in men as well as women um, happen, as we call it, say, sporadically. So no family history, no members in the family or extended family with cancer, but still cancer can develop in the breast. Um, and sometimes the genes can be there, even if nobody else in the family had breast cancer. Uh, you know, some relatives die young from other causes, so they may not have enough time uh, to develop breast cancer. There's a lot of different causes why um, nobody in the family um, has breast cancer. Um, and then some of the breast cancer genes, even though they are there, they don't cause cancer in everybody. So we still need to, to get checked if there is um, any concern. And because breast cancer is so rare, it's more commonly related with abnormal genes. Uh, so definitely when we see um, a man with breast cancer, that's a big red flag to check their um, genes to make sure they don't have any of those abnormal genes that predispose to, to cancer. So you just mentioned um, men with breast cancer typically have, I guess, abnormal genes. Is that something that more men, when they go to the doctor, should be, I guess, asking doctors to check if they have abnormal genes? Because not only could it be breast cancer, mm. um, but, you know, thinking about other diseases and other cancers, um, you know, is that a preventative measure to kind of to do that early detection? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I think I deal with that question a lot. Um, in my practice, obviously, I, I care for women, uh, for the majority of my patients, but, you know, sometimes I see women who are diagnosed with uh, and having an abnormal gene. Um, and then I always advise them, of course, to have their children tested. And sometimes I hear, but I only have two boys. And I said, it's very important for the boys to get tested as well, uh, because if they carry the gene, first of all, they have a higher risk of getting breast cancer. But they also can pass that gene off to their children. So everybody in the family needs to be informed and aware. Um, I think if there's a strong family history of either breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, 
those are all red flags to be more aware. And definitely it would be a good idea at that point uh, to, to go through the genetic testing. Uh, you know, genetic testing has become less expensive, uh, more easy uh, to get to. Uh, there's a lot of labs that are doing it. The kits are mailed to the home. It's easy to do it. Um, the process is easier. Most insurance uh, carriers are uh, covering it. So there's really uh, no excuse to, to not do it if it's indicated. That was actually my next question. How do you get these genetic tests? So thank you for the information. So we can essentially go to your primary care doctor and say, hey, I would like to get some genetic tests done and they can provide the resources. Is, is that correct? Absolutely. Um, yes, we collaborate with uh, genetic counselors um, that can, for, for those people who need some information before they go ahead with the testing, that's always a good idea. So now kind of know what you're getting into, what the implications of these results are. Uh, but then the testing process is, has become pretty straightforward and easy. It doesn't even require a blood draw anymore for a lot of cases. Uh, you just kind of rinse some fluid in your mouth and spit it in a cup, send it off to the lab. They get some, some cells and some DNA that way, uh, and they can perform the genetic testing. The results come out usually in a couple of weeks. Uh, so definitely a lot of resources. You know, we, I belong to uh, the University of Maryland Network, and we have our own uh, genetic counselors and a lot of genetic counselors that we work with to help patients go through counseling and testing. Uh, so um, that should not be a major hurdle. Now that you're talking about this, and, and I, I think this is something that we as a Black community struggle with is knowing our family history. Um, so 365ers, this is a charge to you because it's something that me and my family struggle with is start doing some of this stuff. This is how we take back our community is, you know, if you're not really aware or if you're not knowledgeable on your family medical history, getting that genetic testing may be beneficial not only for you, but for, you know, generations to come. So just a quick little thing that, you know, Dr. Siopoli, you said that just literally just hit me and was like, you know what, I got to put a charge out to the 365ers right now. Like we, this is how we take our community back. I love that jacket. Going back to the Dharma talk, check in with yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Good messaging there. Absolutely. And kind of invite the family over, get some more information about, you know, people don't like to speak about illnesses and, um, that sometimes is hard, makes it hard to get information on the family, but it, it's so important. Um, I've had patients over the years who felt so bad about, you know, thinking that, oh, I may have passed this bad gene to my kids. Uh, so that really keeps them from sharing that information. Um, but I think that's, there's really nothing practical about that. Uh, we, we, it is what it is, uh, and we have, knowledge is power. We have to, to make sure that we keep the family involved. I think that's really important. It's unfortunate. I think Sheila, in our last conversation, talking about her testimony, spoke about how she felt, I don't know if it was a sense of shame, but a sense of apprehension to talk about her experience with her family members mm -hmm. based on their responsiveness, their responses to her. And so she kind of just kept a lot of it to herself. Um, but like Jackie said, we got to rebuild our community, and that requires a language Um of, of vulnerability that we can share with each other so that we can we can better ourselves baseball basketball soccer tennis no matter what your game is defense matters same thing goes for COVID-19 help protect yourself with a booster shot now recommended for people five years and older 
Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. A question for you, doctor. Um, does breast cancer for men differ in its treatment from women? Is it essentially the same thing? You know, it's the human body, but is it, is it different? There are definitely some differences. Um, and I, I have to, to kind of put it out there that there's not a lot of research uh, done specifically, specifically for male breast cancer. So we extrapolate some things from the research that has been done on women. I think some of the main differences is um, uh, are the surgery, the type of surgery. So most men um, will get a mastectomy, mostly because of how much breast tissue is there. Because the breast in men is small. So by the time you remove the tumor, there may not be a lot of breast tissue left. Uh, so a lot of men and their doctors prefer to remove the whole breast um, during breast cancer treatment. That being okay. said, some breasts are a little larger in men. Um, you know, we're, we're not getting any skinnier. So sometimes we have more <laughs> breast tissue than, uh, than we should. Um, and sometimes it is possible to just remove the tumor and leave the rest of the breast. And we try to make it as symmetric or as even as possible. Uh, but again, most men end up getting a mastectomy. Um, and then there are some um, differences in the medication that we use. Um, the medication are the same, but some of them have not been tried in men as much. Um, tamoxifen is a medication that has, you know, we use for women and also for men, and that seems to be the most uh, tried one. Some of the other medication that we use in women uh, have not been tried in men as much. Does it uh, impact a certain age range, I feel like when we talk about certain cancers, we like to think that, oh, it only affects people in this particular age range. Is that the same way mm -hmm. with um, male breast cancer or can it impact somebody at the age of 25? That would be very unusual. Uh, breast cancer usually starts becoming more common the older we get and when we get into our 50s and 60s and so on. Um, and I think that applies to men as well. What are some of the symptoms of male breast cancer? So, um, like I said, the most common thing is seeing the lump. Again, some nipple discharge can happen as well. Uh, pain is not very common. So um, it, that's kind of something that we, contrary to what we think. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's, it, it starts pretty uh, in, a, in a subtle way. Uh, which is why a lot of the times we find it further down the road when it's grown significantly, because we don't, you know, men don't usually pay attention to that. Yeah. So when you, and just really quickly, you said there's no pain. Um, you know, we had Sheila Bell on last week, and I don't know if I recall her saying anything about feeling pain. Is there pain associated with a lump? Mm, usually not in men. What about in women? Um, sometimes, yes, because w women's breasts hurt for a lot of other reasons. So, uh, but pain is not is not something that is usually associated with cancer, unless it's advanced and it has gone into the muscle or the nerves or the bone. But it can really hurt, but uh, that's usually not the case when it's early on. Okay. Uh, a two prong question. 
if you can answer, what are some preventative measures people can do? Are there preventable measures? And post um, treatment, what are some things people can do after they've been treated? So as far as prevention, you, know, you mentioned at the beginning some of the causes uh, of, uh, of male breast cancer, uh, which other than having uh, abnormal genes in your body where awareness and testing uh, comes a lot into play, um, the, uh, some of the other causes are obesity, uh, some kidney or liver disease, um, use of certain drugs such as marijuana can uh, uh, make it more likely. Uh, so kind of a, a heavy alcohol use. So um, trying to, to kind of live a healthy, clean life, um, staying active, um, eating a nice clean diet, balanced diet, all those things are, uh, are important in prevention. Um, for men, we don't recommend doing routine mammograms. Uh, but I do think that it is important when you go to your doctor once a year that feeling the area of the breast as part of the, bre of, of the physical exam is important. It doesn't happen very frequently, but it is important. And I think it's important for men to bring that up because primary care doctors may, may not even think about it. It is a rare cancer for men. So it's always um, appropriate to say, hey, doc, can you check my breasts as well? Make sure everything's okay there. I don't think anybody will say no. Whenever we see a men with breast cancer, I have to say it's a big shock to them. Again, men don't think about their breasts very often. So it's, it's something that really comes as a surprise. Yeah. Uh, we're all trying to develop the pecs. So that's something that looks nice, you know. But uh, the breast tissue on top usually just has to stay out of the way. <laughs> so um, it does come as a shock. It does come as a surprise. Um, I think men struggle more than they share with treatment and having a women's disease. Uh, but you know how men are. Sometimes they, they just they don't show it or they say, it's OK, it's OK, let's move on. I'm just going to lose my life. I'm going to move on. Uh, but I think it's important to take care of themselves. And if they have any concerns, to just verbalize them and ask for help uh, and support. There's definitely support groups um, for men with this disease. Uh, there's no shame in doing, in doing something like that. Um, and it's, it's also, I think, hard for them to share and speak about that. So who are you going to talk to, you know, about a, a diagnosis like that? So I, I think we definitely need to be there for them and support them um, after the treatment has been completed um, and make sure this doesn't, you know, linger and doesn't cause them lasting damage. As a man, I can say I definitely can be better <laughs> <laughs> about letting people know what's going on in my my internal world. Um, <laughs> despite I'm being a yogi, my head, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. And so you know, this was this was a phenomenal conversation. I think you spoke a lot of truth and shed a lot of great facts on really what this is because it's a very unorthodox conversation. Um, and I and I love how you put in women can be there to support us as well. And I think the last conversation we talked about how men can be supportive of a woman as well when they're going through similar um, experiences. Yeah, so. definitely. You know, I, I don't see this. Um, I see maybe a one or two uh, men with breast cancer every year. It's, again, it's not very common. Uh, my most recent male patient, I, I admired his wife. She was very, very supportive of him uh, and a great advocate for him. 
So I really admired the dynamic in that in that couple. So I think we definitely need to be there for men. And that's that 365 piece that um, we talk about when we talk about Black health is, you know, women supporting your men, men supporting your women. Like this has to be a full circle situation. This isn't a one-sided situation. This is the only way, as we keep saying, that we're going to be able to take our community back is if we collectively come together and support each other. So, um, you know, I love that you were able to give that example because it is something that no matter what you're going through, you need somebody in your corner, whether it's your husband, your wife, your best friend, your mom, your dad, brother, brother, sister, uncle, I could go down the list. Um, You know, you need you need those people in your in your circle and in your life um, when you're going through anything. So I, I love that you gave that example. Yeah. There it is. Jackie, do we have any final questions? If we can close things out. I think that was that was concise. That was a wealth of information. Britt, question for you. Um, you know, we're talking about male breast cancer. What was your biggest takeaway from from here? Because again, it's a very unorthodox conversation. It's a very unorthodox topic that n- we don't really talk about. So now that we're talking about it um, from the from the the man perspective, you know, what was your biggest takeaway? Who um, my biggest takeaway from all of this is really very simply to go get checkups, (laughs) very simply. And I know that might sound like the simplest thing in the world, but you'll be surprised how many of my brothers, me included, won't do it (laughs) unless there's an issue, unless I am sick. (laughs) So brothers out there, go get a checkup, go to the doctor, man. Just go to the doctor. Take somebody with you if you need need a little um, anxiety reducer. Um, So- I completely agree. I think that is a, 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 a Dharma, a ending Dharma talk <laughs> that we can take with us is go to the doctor, um, you know, do that. That And we talked about this um, during the mental health podcast, um, you know, doing that, that, like you said, that self check, making sure that you are um, doing that maintenance and not having to do a complete reconstructive situation, like do the maintenance Throughout the year, it ain't gonna hurt nothing. If anything, it's gonna make things better. So <laughs> do that maintenance. What's the three sixty five? I think that's a great call to action for people to do as they walk away. So we're gonna do these every single episode. What's your three sixty five? That's our call to action to you, fam. Go check up on yourself. Go to the doctor. <laughs> do that maintenance, okay? Don't wait until you are broke down. And hung over to be like, oh, I need to go to the doctor. No, do that regular maintenance throughout the year. Um, and you can, there's certain things that you could do at home as well. You know, we're talking about breast cancer. Um, I know women, uh, we are told to do our breast cancer um, exam once a month. Um, I got a really great tip from somebody a few months ago, and it was for women. And guys, I think this applies to you as well. Um, the day of your birthday every month do a breast exam. So guys, once a month, the day of your birthday, do a breast exam. Ladies, I would charge you with the same thing is do those preventative measures so that you're not in a situation um, where, you know, things have just gone too far because you didn't check up on yourself earlier. There it is. Know your facts, get screened, bring a friend, know your breasts. Doctor, you got anything else you want to say? (laughs) 
That's great advice. It covered me. Absolutely. I completely agree. Just do it. Most most doctors are friendly. We don't bite. So come and see us and we'll we'll check you out. Dr. Siapoli, thank you so very much um, for, again, coming on and talking about male breast cancer. Um, we know that it's not the normal conversation, but when we talk about uh, Black Health 365, you know, it's a conversation that most definitely needed to be had um, and halved. Um, so thank you again for hopping on and chatting with us. 365ers. Okay. So hit us on IG if you have any questions. And I we've been saying this every week. You know, we want to make this a fluid conversation. This is not just a conversation between me and Britt. This is our conversation. This is our health. This is our community. So make sure you hit that follow button on Instagram, BH365 Podcast. Again, that is BH365 Podcast. For the people in the back who act like they can't hear, it's probably you because it's always one. That's BH365 Podcast. Slide in our DMs so that we can take our take our community back take our health back let's get it back let's get it back and with that being said um make sure that you send this out to your friends your cousins your mama and them share 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 and uh catch us back next week for another episode of the black health 365 podcast my name is Britt daniels fit life coach Jackie Page, radio personality and fitness guru. And we will check you out later. Peace and I'm going to stay in love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.